Welcome to the AT. Oh, we got to record. Fuck. No, we're recording. We're good. Ah! What is going on, guys? I am Paul Ryan, your host of the ATB Fantasy Show. This show is part of the Across the Board Sports Podcast family. If you're new to the show, thank you for joining us. And to our regular listeners, welcome back. I know it's been a couple of weeks since I've talked to you guys, but I promise you the wet, the wait is well worth it. My guest tonight needs no introduction. The original ATB Fantasy Show host, FF Guru, Whiskey Aficionado, and artist formerly known as Darth Bow. Ladies and gentlemen, please give a warm welcome to Mr. Rich Maletto. Rich, how are you? Wow, man. I, I don't know if I can live up to that kind of introduction, bro. Damn. Thank you very much. I'm well, man. How are you? I'm doing well, man. I, I'm glad to have you back, sir. Thank you. It's, it's good to be back, man. I have, uh, I have definitely missed this. Whoa, I guess at some point in time trying to mess with this, the Steelers actually scored a touchdown, huh? It's been a pretty oh, really? brutal game for them today. Yeah, it's been ugly. Oh, and then Najee Harris just fell down. It's been so bad, man. Uh, it's been a sack party, man. It's been brutal. It's been brutal. Looking back, do you think that's the worst pick of the draft, Najee Harris, for the Steelers in round one? You know, it's interesting you say that because I was kind of scanning Twitter shortly before the show, and I saw that come up, and someone's like, you know, it's hands down, it's obvious. And I – I don't know, man. I mean, you know how I felt about – I was a little lower on Najee than the average Joe when we talked, right, last spring. And I kept saying, look, there's nothing that is really wrong with him. I just – there's something I just don't get overly excited about, like I did say Carter or Devonta Williams or something. Right? But I think he's now starting to feel like he's catching a little bit of hate, right? Yeah. His use was off – I mean, his use was off the board, bro. I mean, have, have, did you see – have you seen the comparisons from, like, the first month of the year till now? Uh, no, I didn't see that. It, it, it's come down. I mean, the guy's, the guy's hitting a little bit of a rookie wall, I'm sure. Um, right. The Steelers are probably saying there's no need to overwork him. But, I mean, this guy was seeing crazy work as a rookie. And this offensive line is not good. We knew that going into the year, so – like, before we start saying, oh, he's just a plotter, he's just a grinder, you never use a pick in the first round. You know, my cousin and I talked about it because we're Steelers fans. And, okay, so what was the lineman they were going to take? You go look at the next couple of linemen that were taken, there's nothing that really jumps out. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, yeah. maybe the move would have been to trade back then and get another pick. You know, maybe get trade back even further, maybe still get Najee Harris and, and a lineman or something like that. I just – this whole thing of, see, this is why you don't pay running backs. It's not worth it, blah, blah, blah. Like, I just – I can't – I can't sign on 100% with it, man. I can't. I mean, that's why I think there's times you see certain running backs do better in some systems than others, some of its style, right? Some of its skill, you know? Like, I, I'm sure you're hearing a lot about it with Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard looked good before. Mm -hmm. I still don't think Tony Pollard is a Zeke complete replacement, man. Wow. I, you watch the Cowboys more than me, but there's things that you're never going to ask Tony Pollard to do. Najee Harris can do everything you want. I mean, if you want a true workhorse back, him and Javonta were probably it, right, in this year's draft. And 
I think the Steelers feel like they've had success in the past. Free agency or and, and we heard it from uh Sam on here, or not Sam, uh Brian on here, a AWL, you know, from the undroppables about you know, over the next year or two, we were gonna see more available linemen via free agency. Yeah, we've seen the Steelers do well with them taking them later in the draft. I just I, I don't hate the pick, man. It, I don't. I guess I just don't hate it like everybody else. What are your thoughts? No, I mean, of course, hindsight being 2020, at the time I didn't hate it. I still don't hate it now because Najee's been productive. It's just like you mentioned, the rookie wall. And this is a short week against a, a good Vikings team that just lost to like, you know, the worst team in the NFL. So, you know, they probably had they came out something with something to prove. I mean, I think people are kind of overblowing it a bit because I think the Vikings are a, a good team, better than their record indicates. But, um, you know, I I guess when you look at the Steelers situation, that might not have been the smartest pick for the future, but you should never pass up on somebody who might be the best player on your, on your board either, you know? Well, and that's the thing. I mean, I feel like we're probably a little pre, prematurely judging Harris, okay? Let, let's say Harris plays the type of career where Eddie George, okay? Let, let's say he plays like an Eddie George, right? A lot longer than you probably think or give him credit for and a longer-term success rate than you probably give him credit for and a complete use in the game. I mean, you look back after a, a career of someone like that, you say they weren't worth it in the first round? I mean no, – of course not. We look, like I said, I can't think of the line of names that we looked at around there, but you know, there wasn't a ton of jackpot major hits at that point in the draft that are really needs for them, right? I mean, you could have you could make arguments all day long that some of the receivers would have been great, but that's the last thing the receiver that Steelers Steelers needed on that team. So it was defense, it was linemen, and quite frankly, if you look at this year's draft, guess what? The running back talent is suspect. I know some people are excited about some of the receivers. There's definitely some fire there. The quarterback talent is weak. But you know what isn't weak is the offensive lineman and defensive side of the ball. Yeah. So, you know, let, let's be honest. These are professionals and what they do. Is it far-fetched to say that they understood what they were going to be targeting in this draft class? Talent-wise, anyway? Yeah. Right. So before before we you know i'm with you before we turn around and say this may not be the best move or the smartest move or anything like that can we re, can we take a look in like two years like i, I want to see what they do with the next draft you know what i mean before yeah. you know everyone's like oh they need to be rebuilding okay well let's say they do well in the next draft sure up the defense a little bit get some offensive linemen and then the next year year three they're strong playoff contenders is it bad having Najee in year three kind of already honed his skills, used all over the place? I mean, I, I think there's just this automatic, especially in the fantasy industry, more so than even NFL circles. And it is in NFL circles. You don't take a you don't draft a running back in the first round because you can get that talent somewhere else. So being a Steelers fan, when you look at the team, do you say, okay, we need a we need to um, start a rebuild, or do you say, you know what, we are maybe like a Gardner Minshew and a, a rookie quarterback away from, from going back to the playoffs and being, being serious contenders. Here's the problem at quarterback. What are you going to get at quarterback? Like I just said, I, I'm not overly impressed with this class. 
Um, you've got all the tools to surround an average Joe, you know, Kirk Cousins. Does Kirk Cousins leave the Vikings? I, I mean, as a Steelers fan, I wouldn't hate Kirk Cousins. Wouldn't. Um, I wouldn't necessarily hate Jimmy Garoppolo, for example. I don't think the Niners move on from him with the way the contract is kind of setting up. So I don't. I don't know what you do because I don't even know what free agent you don't really have. You're going to have a bunch of, I guess you could go after a, a big time free agent, but man, that's just not the Steelers way. Right. I mean, they never do that. How would if you they feel end if, up they, with if big, they went after Gardner Minshew? I don't think that's good enough. I, I don't, I don't know if Gardner Minshew is starting NFL quarterback talent, man. I'm not, I'm not convinced he is. I'm not saying he's not either. I just, I don't, I think there's more mystique and show with him than there is talent. Gotcha. You know, I think he can be successful at times. I think he'd be a great backup, man. I, I really do. I think, I think he'd be, I just got into the end zone. I think he'd make a great backup. Um, I just don't, I don't think you want him as your start, man. I don't think you want Jared Goff as your starter. Right. I mean, I don't know if there's enough starting, you know, with this talk of expanding the league, I don't, I don't know if there's enough starting quarterback talent available to make the league enjoyable to watch. Yeah. What, okay. So what about a Cam Newton? Oh, please. No, please. No, man. I. I like quarterbacks that can throw the ball. Gotcha. My biggest knock on Ben, he can't make all the throws, man. He can't stretch the field. I mean, everything is – it's to the extreme of dink and dunk, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, I feel bad I skipped over your, your Twitter intro on here, man. I just got us all jacked up in typical – typical no, well, hey, you know, I, 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 uh, I thought I was making you proud by going off script here, Rich. Yeah, I was. I was impressed. I'm like, man, he rolled right with it. We're in good shape. I just felt bad, man. I did. No, no. I'm trying to roll with the punches here, Rich. You know, ever since you you left me, man, I've been trying to change my way, sir. Well, I mean, don't change your ways because I left. Me leaving. <laughs> let's be, we'll get into it here a little bit in the show, but let's be real clear on why I'm not on the show, okay? It was one, not necessarily my choice. Well, I mean, it was because ultimately I had to make a decision, right? But of course. it was part of the stipulation of what I was agreeing to. And I, I think you and I would agree that was the right decision for of both. Course. Now, hope, yeah. hopefully as the, we get in the offseason, maybe I can guess more. You know, yeah. I don't know how you feel about that. Um, I don't want to take the space of other fantastic because you've got some great guests on. But, um, you know, I I miss this, man. You know, as we kind of alluded to it at the beginning, I I was kind of Jones. And, like, when you mentioned it to me a couple of weeks ago or whatever, like, I was like, well, let's – Let's get on this stuff. Like, that's one of the things that I, I haven't been able to do at FG yet. That, And I'm sure there's a little bit of nervousness. You know, I these guys don't necessarily know my personality, right? Yeah. So while, while I think they'd be pleasantly surprised at how well I would do on something like a live stream, like as far as subscriber interest and whatnot, I don't right. know... I don't know if that's really shown through in other ways yet or if they're even comfortable with that yet. You know what I mean? So, uh, so th- I have some goals, but that's, yeah. you know. So they know Rich. They don't know Harry. 
Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Even even though the email started out that way, I finally had to get my Google email figured out and fixed. But interesting yeah. enough, Harry, Harry, the hair, a new Harry email is uh, how I got back on Twitter. So there there is that. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, we won't get it. We won't get into that Twitter talk, Rich. But speaking of Twitter, where can we find you on Twitter? So you can now find me on Twitter at RM Rich Maletto, RM Fantasy O. Fantasy spelled out RM Fantasy Bo. Okay, Rich. Well, you know what's coming up next. And I've got to say, I haven't asked this question in a long time. So it's only right that I asked tonight with you making your return to the show. Rich, what you drinking? What you drinking? So I'm not big into the seltzers. We know this. Mm-hmm. However, this is a new client of ours. Okay. Um, half past. Smaller runs, half past. Don't know if you can find it around all over. Um, this is the only flavor I've tried so far. I've got three other flavors in the fridge, but I really enjoyed this one. It's called Spicy Lime. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, I wouldn't mind if there was a little more spice to it. All right. Because right. I kind of like, you know, like my jalapeno margaritas and stuff. But it's right, got right. a little hint of spice. Um, and it reminds me of, I, I don't, it'll sounding like a watered down um, margarita sounds kind of weak, but I mean, it's kind of that way, right? It's a seltzer and seltzers are just kind of more of a toned down flavor, but it's almost right. got like a spice margarita kind of flavor to it. So mm-hmm. I had one one night to try it and I drank the whole can and didn't realize it. So in honor of you, I thought I'd bring on a seltzer that I would actually drink tonight. You know, I'm surprised that you're drinking a seltzer tonight, Rich, because I know uh, at the beginning of the show, the start of the show, when when it all came together, uh, you were you were quite the the uh, I don't want to say drinker, but you had quite the fridge of variety of beers, actual beers, not so much the the juice that I like to drink. To, so to see you drinking a seltzer, man, it makes me happy. Well, I do like to support our clients, and like I said, because it, I enjoyed it, I was like, you know what, it's perfect. It's very perfect to bring on the show, right? The, the other choice I had is I did go shopping today. And um, so someone recommended a spiked eggnog that they swear by. I couldn't find that brand, sadly. However, I found another brand that did have a blend of whiskey, bourbon, or maybe it was whiskey, brandy, rum. It's the, it's the three appropriate spirits that are in true eggnog. Um, so that's why I got it. I haven't tried it, so I don't know if I will enjoy it or not. I know I'm very particular, like we've talked about before, very particular about the eggnog, right? So yes, I did go ahead and get my favorite Southern Comfort non-alcoholic eggnog that is okay. in the fridge as well. But but I was like, no, I don't want to bust out the eggnog in case I don't like it. Like it'll just it just won't, it won't be fitting for the show. I was so ha- happy to come back on. I was like, I know I'm going to enjoy this. Paul can appreciate it. Cheers, man. What you are you, sir? In honor of you coming back, you know, I had to go, I had to go old school. Can you see it? Oh, the truly pineapple, (laughs) pineapple, and it's the tall boy, too. Yes, sir. Nice. All right, all right. I'll pause for a second here. In that it's 14 to 29. Okay. If the Steelers can come down here and score in a fair short amount of time. Yeah, this is a true Viking game, okay? Right. If the Steelers could score here and then while only taking off five six minutes of game clock, they're going to give the Vikings back the ball with ten minutes to go in the fourth quarter and in one score if they want to. Is it the fourth quarter? 
It's it's 13 minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Oh, wow. Man, that's a lot of time left, man. 14 to 29, and the Steelers have the ball. That's a lot. It's like, this is, look, I went to the Browns uh, Vikings game, and my buddy's like, hey, let's beat the traffic out. I'm like, that's cool because there's really only one entrance to the stadium. So you kind of have to go all the way around because we're at the far end. So we start heading out, and we're walking around. All of a sudden, we hear all this cheering. So I go find a monitor that I can see, and sure enough, Somehow the Browns, who got the ball back with like two minutes and 10 seconds or two minutes and 40 seconds, was somehow punting the ball to the Vikings with like two minutes to go. So the Vikings then had the ball and they got a big first down. And they got another big first down. Yeah. And I'm like, you telling me, dude, we're going to have to bum rush our wing because there's no re-entry? Like, this is going to be ridiculous if this goes to overtime. He goes, and it's my fault we left. I'm like, it's whatever, dude. I said it was fine. Because I always gripe about people that leave early, and then I was like, yeah, that's fine. Whatever. But no, in true Viking fashion, the, the funny thing is we, had, we were at the, in the one end zone. Right as the Browns were about to score, quarter flipped. The whole rest of the this was first quarter. whole rest of the game was at the other end of the field. So no action happened in front of us the whole rest of the game. And the moment we left, it finally came down to all the game. The only important action that was happening was happening right in front of us, and we weren't mm-hmm. there. Man, I got I got to stop taking my Viking buddy to his Viking game. I got to tell you, so this would be you, true Viking breaking fashion here. You know, something similar happened to me at a Texas Rangers game. We got to a point we were down by like I swear sixteen runs. We decided to leave. Obviously, we made a historical comeback, and I, I can't remember if we if the Rangers actually won the game. But they actually made it come back to where it was at least tied. Yeah. Oh, you're salty as as AF, as they say. Salty AF. All right, Rich. So now you, we've talked about our drinks. You, you mentioned your your new gig here. Can you talk to us a little bit your, about your role with FF Guru? Yeah. So um, it's actually just Fantasy Guru. Okay. The uh, web the website is fantasyguru.com. Um, little background on the website. You remember watching the league? Of course. The TV show, the league. All right. That's Absolutely. the website you see. That's the website you see popped up on the computer screens here and there. Are you serious? So dead serious. John Hansen started fantasy guru back in the day. The fantasy okay. guru, right? And he, he did cameos with Adam Kaplan on the show. He sold the website a few years ago. Um, and an investment group and as well as Jeff Mance, who's part owner, and I don't know all the ownership breakdowns, so I'm not going to pretend that they do. But Jeff Mance is, I know, owner uh, and operator of the, the site. I know there isn't a other group involved, but he's the, the main guy. He took it over. Uh, he came from Fantasy Alarm before Guru. Before that, he was doing something else. But he's, I mean, he's earned his way up, man. I mean, the, I have nothing but a lot of respect and gratitude, um, really, for the guy. I mean, there's, there's a couple of uh, experts, if you will, in the industry that I feel like I owe a lot of gratitude and, and um, can't quite think of the right word, I guess, right now, but uh, appreciation. Yeah. Uh, Bob Harris, football diehards, Mike Dempsey, uh, Howard Bender, and Jeff Mans. And, you know, I don't know if I told you the whole story. I think I told you the whole story about taking my shot. I was in a league that Mike Dempsey invited me in where Jeff and Howard and Bob were all in it. And I suggest we had shirts because the draft was taking so long. And so 
I wrote up basically a cover letter to Jeff, one to Howard and one to Bob. And, and there was a little overlap. It's kind of like a cover letter, but each one I personalized for them. And one yeah, of yeah. the things I always appreciated about Jeff Manns was, you know, since you've known me, I've been big into systems, schemes, coaches, systems. I've said forever, they're easier to predict. They're easier to get behind. I'm more worried about the slot receiver and, you know, a Josh McDaniels, Bill Belichick offense than, you know, or a running back in a Kyle Shanahan offense or Gary Kubiak, now Clint Kubiak, that type of thing. And Jeff is one of, I mean, I'm sure there are others, but quite frankly, Jeff's about the only one I've ever found out there um, that does it, does it religiously. I, I swear by his write-up at the beginning of the year every year. And I've it's always been a key point of something I read every year. And I, so I wrote him, was telling him that and kind of told him my background. And, you know, I was a player coach in high school and, you know, I'm willing to, you know, share links, what I write. And, you know, if they give me a shot, I want to prove my worth. Just give me a shot. I want to prove that I can hang in the industry. And yeah. all of them got back to me. Um, Jeff was the last one to get back to me. And I said, frankly, I appreciate all you guys, but, He's kind of been my first choice and I feel like that's the best fit for me. And I want to take that opportunity. And he, he really made, I mean, it, I, I was surprised with what he was offering for me. Um, I kind of felt like he was basically creating a role for me to, to prove my worth. And you know, I, I feel like I will, I have a lot of gratitude and I just hope that I'm trying to do all the things I can to make it worthwhile for him. And I, I think I do at times, other times I feel like I can be better at things, but, uh, I'm very appreciative of what's going on. And I, quite frankly, I think it's cool that I am doing some work for a website that frankly, I, man, I started subscribing to that website back in the early 2000s um, or was it mid 2008-ish, 2009-ish, somewhere in there. Um, so I, I've swore by it for a long, long time. You know what I mean? And so to be providing some content there is I don't know it's pretty cool to me. So yeah, that really is cool. So you know what we speaking of. Uh, go ahead. I'm sorry, Rich. I would say sorry. What? So what? I I did really say the role. I kind of long winded answer that the role. I've got an article I do once a week called buy sell, kind of buy low, sell sell high type of thing. There's a little bit more gray area in there because trading's kind of weird, right? Um, I also put in there now a keep and cut list to kind of give an idea of people, you know, I try to look at ownership between 60 and say 20% of all the positions, um, kind of highlight who to keep and who to cut, you know, if you're kind of in that tough choice. I also help out with a trending article that we drop on Mondays, just kind of going over a little bit of the games. Uh, we pick a couple of players from each of the games, we each of the teams on the game to watch, that sort of thing. Probably the biggest thing though, that, that at least I'm proud of what, what Fantasy Guru offers, and I'm sure other sites do too, but I know we do it, um, our discord chat all our subscribers have access to us in our discord chat and i try to make sure i'm available as much as possible as and really the team does i mean ray flowers was in the discord chat for like two hours straight before jeff mans told him to take a break and then i saw him in there later that night i was in there for a good hour hour and a half i mean the guy had to be on there for like six hours that day. i mean it was insane um, answering questions, lineup questions, trade questions, whole deal. So that's what I'm doing over there, man. Very cool. So you, you mentioned the Discord. What what services do they provide for fantasy players, and, and which service do you use? Enjoy the most. 
I did get a little ahead of myself. I'm mixing them here. Um, Discord's a big one because that's a great place to go. For example, all of us will be in the Discord chat. Um, and when I say all of us, like the main guys at the site, Armando, Russell Clay, and Tyler Keeker, all, all of those three guys, and then I, I'm there too as well. Um, and Jeff are doing stuff on the radio. Uh, Ted's doing stuff for uh, for DFS and, and betting. Like he chimes and he does that on Discord. He's available because we have the different channels. So he'll be available there. On the Fantasy Guru one, you know, we're handling start sits mostly. Um, you know, my, on Saturday, Sunday, you don't really get a lot of waivers. We handle a lot of that on Tuesdays. But right. that is that is something that I think is really cool. I mean, to think that we never had that kind of access to folks like that. I, you know what I mean? I mean, you yeah. had Twitter and it was hit miss if you got them. So, I mean, you can't beat that. Um, I, I'll stand by the content on the site itself, man. I mean, we've got all the tools you can imagine. You can upload your teams and have access to recommended waivers, trade, trade and analysis. Um, of course, all the rankings are on there. As far as the articles, I mean, dude, we dropped some serious fire articles. Armando's got, I mean, he drops an early waiver one. He drops a red zone usage one. He drops one on Snapshare. Tyler has this incredible game script piece that I swear you have to read if you're going to set any of your lineups, breaking down matchups at the wide receiver position, the defensive offensive line matchups, you know, what to watch for, it's straight fire. Uh, Ray Flowers has got, a, he's got, I love his Ray ramblings with his kind of breakdown of some numbers. He's got a lot of good stuff on there, but that is a, a great piece. I love to read. Um, Russell does a lot of the dynasty, all really most of all the dynasty stuff. So I constantly like to read uh, his his just his updates on that, the way he's going. He had this phenomenal video on how to use Pro Football Reference. Highly recommend. It, right now, there's a deal in the subscription, and I kid you not, as in depth as he was on what to do on Pro Football Reference, the subscription from now through the Super Bowl is worth it just to get access to that article. It was really good. But he's got constant, I mean, any of the, the, the Debbie, I don't know if he really does Debbie, but I mean, the college players and all that, he's got you covered there. The article's always just fun to read. I really enjoy them. But I mean, in all seriousness, you could be the probably most educated and savvy fantasy player in your league by only reading 60 to 70 percent of the content on that website there's so much content there like i'm not trying to say you don't read it all i'm just saying i know for me there's a couple of go-to things i know for some other people there's a couple of go-to things for them there is so much content on there you could spend a couple of hours every night just catching up and reading it you know rich you and i started creating content around the same time do you feel that creating content has made you a better fantasy player Ah, yes and no. Um, I'm doing much worse in my leagues as, <laughs> as, as, an, as an overall, okay? Right, yeah, um, yeah. At, at the same time, there's a couple of leagues that I got in this year that I'm just, I'm absolutely dominating, right? Yeah. Um, where I'm finding it makes me a better player, I'm finding better stats to take notice of um, just because of some of the work I'm doing and digging into it. Like I'm, there's just certain things I'm noticing now that I wasn't seeing before. 
Uh, I'm writing notes when I'm watching football games, for example. Oh, okay. So there's certain things that I'm, I'm catching now. You know, it matters when there's a big penalty that calls back one of three Javonta Williams runs that were for 15-plus yards, one going for a touchdown, right? I mean, it sucks, but it's worth noting because that yeah. doesn't show up in the fantasy points, but it's real close to being fantasy points. You know, yeah. a couple of pass interference calls where there were targets that went to someone, and all of a sudden, well, now it looks like they're getting double-digit targets weekly, but a couple you didn't see or didn't count. You know what I mean? Um, just things like that. You know, a couple of weeks ago, like I'm hearing the report now, Jeff Wilson is in line to start if Mitchell doesn't go. I don't have any Jeff Wilson, and I have Mitchell in places. Why? Because about a month ago when Jeff Wilson got the ball from the carries, I watched that game, and I noted that he looked like mud. He was slow. There was nothing exciting about that offense, and it was that following week that you saw Debo being used more in the running game. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I think that week he started being used more in the running game. Um, Anyway, just taking note of some of that stuff at the same time, I'm not focusing on my teams again. I'm spending so much time Monday and Tuesday writing and getting the pieces out that it's a scramble for me to get my waivers in. And honestly, I'm kind of burnt on it at that point. Like I don't even want to sit down and go through the 15 or whatever leagues and start going through each and every waiver move. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I'm yeah. just kind of, in fact, I recruited, I got four teams that are I've got my cousin and a buddy, my co-owning. I, I threw in the flag. I said, I need some help. And, yeah. and four doesn't seem like much, but when you go from setting 15 lineups to 11, it's kind of significant X. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and the same thing with waivers, you, you know? So um, I feel like I have not been as good this year playing fantasy. I think some of that is too much. I bit off more than I can chew both the content and the playing side. Um, I'm not focusing as much time on my teams. I, I prefer to focus my time on the content. Like right. instead of really going digging into my teams on a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I'd rather watch another game, rewatch another game, um, go into some of the other sites and start pulling up snap chairs, route run, that sort of stuff, which is all good in helping me as a general rule. But in all fairness, you know what I do in the past? I would go to the sites I subscribe to and just went off the information they were that was there, right? And if you pick the right websites, you'll get some good info. You know what I mean? So I feel like I'm missing out on some of the info because I'm not getting spoon fed as much, but at the same time, I'm like more like a chef. I'm creating more of it. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. So I, like I said, the jury's kind of out. It's a yes and no, man. I mean, my trading hasn't gotten any better. I'll tell you that for free. (laughs) So, you know, I understand you've been doing a lot more research and essentially that, that information can help you to, to make better decisions. But do you think creating content has made you enjoy fantasy football more? It's made me enjoy football more. In all fairness, I think I almost get burnt on the fantasy stuff. Because I spend so much time answering other people's questions or suggesting ways to approach and like in discord where it really gets kind of a i don't want to say a burnout but um you get a lot of these tough questions right like it's one thing when you've got five or six lineups and you've got three or four that you're pretty well okay with and then you've yeah. got the two or three where god you're really mulling over tough choices right and, and it bogs you down you spend 80 percent of your time on those two or three lineups 
just trying to figure that out, right? So you're getting these questions, and I'll be frank, I would rather get the questions right for subscribers than get my own lineup right. Like, it bothers me more that I made a bad call for a guy on Monday night that I think cost him the playoffs. Like, I am mm-hmm. still salty about it. Like, I need yeah. to be better about getting over it. Like, I don't necessarily think I was wrong with what I suggested. I, I may be. I'm still kind of trying to figure out what was the better play, knowing – I mean, even knowing with hindsight, it's easy, but I mean, trying to understand what it would be like prior to, um, I just, I enjoy more football. Like I find myself enjoying football. That said, I will say this, there's gotta be a healthy balance. Like there are days where I'm, I'm kind of burnt, man. Like, I'm oh, yeah. like, I tell the wife, I'm, uh, I want to go play a video game that has nothing to do with football right now. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to look at a name. My phone goes off enough with updates. I don't. I just, I, I need a moment. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Never been like that before in my life. At the same time, though, the next day I'm ready to be like, what I miss? What's going on? Does that make some sense? Absolutely. Well, what I know you mentioned you enjoy the content. You're, you're going to Fantasy Guru. You're going to other multiple sites to, to uh, I guess, gain some leverage and you're gathering data. But is there someone in the fantasy community whose content you really enjoy? It's going to sound biased and cheesy, but I am partial to Jeff Mance. Um, I laugh when I hear him on the radio. He rants. You know how I am about ranting. That's kind of my jam. You know what I mean? And so, like, like I feel like I can rant with him, you know. Um, I don't necessarily agree 100% with everything he says, right? But the fact of the matter is... I can appreciate where he's coming from, the passion and his boldness and his stances. And, and I feel like he calls it like he sees it. And, and if he doesn't see it necessarily as someone else, then so be it. But I, I really enjoy his podcast. In addition, his podcast goes a little bit beyond football. Um, but I enjoy his podcast and, and I enjoy the radio show on, on the radio. Howard Bender does a great job on the radio too. I mean, I, in my opinion, going from Manta Show into to Howard Show is a very nice. I used to love it when it was Mans, Howard, Mike, and Bob. Like I could come home and I would finish listening because I would start on the drive home and basically get Mike and Bob. So we finished listening to that, the wife and I, and then we both would start on Jeff and just listen to Jeff through Howard. And we felt like we got damn near all the news. We may have listened in reverse order, so to speak, on timing, but they're professionals, right? Like they're at the positions they are because they understand the balance of entertaining and providing knowledge, right? Right, right. And I guess I enjoy that so much because I wouldn't be that, right? You know, yeah. I mean, you, we've talked about it. I have, I, I want personality to come through, right? I get it. I'm a mm-hmm. little obnoxious and I ham, I ham it up, but it's fun, right? So, of course. That, that's, like I said, I know it's kind of a cheesy cop out political answer. But yeah, that's, the truth of it well let me ask you rich because it sounds like you've been prior even prior to working with fantasy guru that you've been big supporters of bob and jeff manns and everything and everybody at fantasy guru have you as over time decided that those are going to be the guys that are going to help you in fantasy as opposed to a variety of differing opinions such as twitter and things like that no i i wouldn't say that i guess 
those guys were willing to be relationships with them with all of them i feel like it come somewhat organically i mean yeah not in the sense that like because of twitter's where it started right like it, here was the biggest thing twitter was cool early on because it was a way to reach out to the fantasy community right right you right know, John Hansen is the first one that got me to tune into fantasy radio. And that's a whole different side story of bold take he made with John Madden when I was listening to NFL radio one day. Started listening to fantasy radio and I, I gained favorite shows from this. Right. So I started finding Howard Bender at the time was on in the morning. He was on with a couple other people. Howard was the only guy's content I liked on the morning show. With those guys. And, and I made it a point to find him on Twitter and ask him questions. Right. Yeah. And um, I'll be frank. I wasn't the first to tune into Mike and Bob. There was a guy by the name Nate Segura who now does uh, radio stuff for the Browns. He took a Browns job, left serious and what he was doing there. He was, he knows football. He was very savvy at fantasy football. And in my opinion, kind of under the radar, he would be on my commute home from work. And so I got real attached to him. And as I traveled around during the day and traveled more, I got to listen to other shows during the day. And I got to listen to Jeff. Jeff was one of the last ones I started listening to. I didn't know his show. In fact, I started getting following his content before he was on at Fantasy Alarm. I remember going to a different website to, to get his breakdown. on. Yeah. And I think what it was is I became fans of theirs early on and was interacting with them. And mm -hmm. it just, the relationship with Mike Dempsey evolved. Um, right, right. You know, Mike is really the one that it, it kind of evolved with. And, and because of because of Mike being willing to be so open on Twitter and talk to me and follow me and interact with me and then go golfing and you know we developed a relationship and and he invited me into a league with all these people. I mean, what more of an? I'm a firm believer in networking and get your foot in the door is the first battle and the hardest part to do and then it's up to you to do something about it. Well, Mike gave me access to these guys intentionally, mm -hmm. unintentionally. I doesn't really matter. Probably more unintentionally than anything, but I gained access to them. Yeah. Did I take advantage of the shirts and try to get more contact? Sure. But my thought was if I could ever find a way to learn from these guys and Howard Bender's got this deal going on where there was a contest you could win and you were going to work with them. They were going to pick a winner and basically bring you on as like an intern type of thing and, um, you know, teach you own your skills with them type of thing. Right. right. And so my thought was if, if I'm, I'm a big fan of you learn from professionals, right? These guys made it. They already made it. So I'm going to find out from them what they right, did right. to get there. And I, and I want to beat them, right? So this dealer game turned interesting, by the way, bro. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm sitting here looking at the score. It's 28 to 36 with four left in the fourth, Rich. Yeah, it got crazy. I mean, we just had – so the the Vikings had a big play to Osborne after the Steelers scored and punted if they got the ball yeah. back. Then the Steelers had a, an, almost a pick six. They scored right away to Friar Youth, who hadn't done anything. Like, all my bets, they were looking horrible, man. I know we're going to get into a later, and I was just going to skip over the Steeler ones because they were not looking good. They were not looking good at all. 
Up, up, had to hit the refill button. All right, so enough about the Steelers and the and the Vikings and the bad bets, Rich. All right. I, I gotta well, say, the bets might pay now. The bets may pay now, dude. I'm gonna have to check the box score. Like all of a sudden, I'm really wondering. I'm looking at these one. Eh, they may have paid. You know, Rich, I know you're having a. I don't want to say an unsuccessful fantasy season because I don't know how many. How many? I know you're in quite a few leagues. I don't know how many are playoff bound, but. Is there a well, player on well, your I fantasy? Tell you what, I, I was just saying, yes. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I didn't mean to no, interrupt. No, 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 ask no. your question. No, no ask go ahead. What, 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 I'm used to it, Rich. I dealt with it for about a year, so go ahead. I know. I know. <laughs> but the thing is, is, if you ask the question, I'll be able to give a much better complete answer. I was kidding okay. myself. So ask your question. I know you're in a hurry to get out of here, Rich. I apologize. I'm not in a hurry. <laughs> I'm just – I'm excited. I'm not – I'm not going to be falling asleep tonight. I'll tell you that for free, all right? Hey, I appreciate that, sir. I'll never forget that night, man. That was hilarious because after you fell asleep and me and Nuggy realized it, like we just went on talking and it, it turned into an interesting conversation. But it was like, OK, what do we do? Because we can't communicate with Rich. We have no way of communicating with each other. So we're just going to talk and, until we can't talk anymore. So that was a fun night. <laughs> Shout out to Nuggy Wuggy, man. Out, I was saying, Golden Nugget, man, the end of that show turned out great. It really did. It really, yeah, really did. I, I know Nuggie's so, doing answer, big things, man. Yeah, he is, I hear. Um, so let me get – so I was thinking about it. Um, yes. So there I, – I talk probably worse than what I'm doing, okay? Fantasy Guru Staff League, I started out in first place. I am fighting for one of the last playoff spots. But, I mean, I'm, I'm right there in the thick of it. And, and like I told Jeff, I know those guys probably don't put two rats with dudes about it. They're on to bigger, better things. I wanted to do well there to prove my worth, right? So, of course, yeah. Um, that one's there. Uh, Ryan Hallman, Hallman, or not Hallman, I'm sorry. Uh, Ryan H, because I can't, there you, go. you know, me and last names, I can't pronounce them right. He's at Fantasy Alone. Um, he's been really great to me too, the last couple of years, especially. And he does fun, you know, he's the one that does the brackets the uh um, music and the tv shows and all that anyway uh he said hey man i gotta need a guy in the league don't worry about it it's free i think they paid but because other people talked about paying but told me it was free um i just need it's like he's like it's no big deal it's just a home league of mine i'm like okay whatever well i've been i started out a little slow but i've been in first place for like the last month and a half two months locked the play i was the first one locked into the playoffs turns out most of them apparently paid to like contribute in the community like in the fantasy community i don't know who yeah. all of them are but that's what somebody accused in the chat well y'all better since everybody in here blah 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 does it for a living i'm like uh no we don't okay. yeah um and then i've got a league with nate our buddy nasty nate that's hey. a, a tough league he went on a right. huge winning streak there and guess what all – and we're in first place there. Guess what all three teams have in common? Uh, let me think. Let me think. You punted quarterback. You're, you're never going to guess it because it surprised me. I had to go look, and I was like – as I was thinking about the players, I was like, God, who happened to players that carried me? And I thought about the teams that were winning. I went, wait a second. There's one player that's on all three of those teams. 
Joe Mixon. Hey, dude, I love seeing him stay healthy for the year, dude. Joe Mixon. And what's interesting, the digging deep league, I actually traded Kyler Murray for Baker Mayfield. I would I could have probably got Hurts, so I kind of hate that part of it. Cortland Sutton, which I'm not loving that part of it at this point, and uh, Joe Mixon. So that one's kind of interesting. Otherwise, I did draft Joe Mixon in the other two leagues. So so Joe Mixon has been a, a, a one that's given me up. And, and all, I, I know I'm in the playoffs in a couple of other leagues, but those two, those three, I should say, they're they're literally, I'm, I'm in first or second in those, those leagues. Uh, I guess the guru one I'm tied. I guess it would be third. Yeah. There's three tied at first. Anyway, point being, I'm near the top, and I think Joe Mixon's a big part of that. You know, Rich, I, I, uh, I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer, but I've just I've heard the news that um, former Broncos wide receiver Demarius Thomas has passed away at the age of 33. What? You just now heard? When did this happen? Uh, this was announced about 12 minutes ago. Oh, my God. That's awful, man. Yeah. He was in trouble. I know he was in trouble lately. Like, he had been in trouble with the law, I want to say, and was not doing well. Seriously? Yeah. Um, like, because someone showed a picture, and, I mean, he was looking rough, man. I hate to that. Hear is that is awful. Well, as I, I remember reading the story about it going, um, Man, I hope that you're looking rough. I hope you're better. Is it uh do you think there's some some drug usage involved or um I am concerned about that, yes. That's unfortunate, man. You hate uh, to see that, dude. I'm pretty sure he was arrested. Yep, here we go. Here we go. It's like I'm almost positive. You know me, man. Usually vehicular assault. Yeah. Oh and this is from two years ago. This is from two years ago, and yeah, dude, he does not look. He does not look well. He just doesn't. He just looks aged. I guess maybe is a better way to do it. Like the years after the league have been rough on him, huh? Yeah, it sure appears that way. But it said nothing to saying about. Uh, dude, did you see Henry Ruggs mugshot? Oh my god, man! He looked awful. The neck brace. That was well, terrible. But I feel so bad for him, man. Up. I mean, how are you driving 157 miles per here, hour? Here, here's my problem with feeling bad for him. All the NFL teams have a, a program. Resources. Call. Yeah. They, 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 he could have left his fancy-ass ride at Top Golf right there yeah. and been done with it. I don't know and, why they I don't mean, do that, I mean, if we're going to feel bad – I, I, if we're going to feel bad for anybody, I feel bad for the girl that burned to death in the car. Man. Oh, my God. Her and her dog. It's terrible. Yeah. People could Just hear awful. her screaming from the street. Right. Right. That's awful. I mean, that, like, I, I'm sorry. Like, you know, like I told someone, you know, it's one thing to get caught doing 126 miles an hour on, yeah. on a, you know, fairly residential area. Yeah. It's another thing to be caught doing 126 miles an hour, drunk, gun in your car, smashing into a car, killing somebody. There's a difference. Uh, you know, I'll never understand why athletes or just people in general, you know, you've got Uber, you've got Lyft. There, I feel like there's a lot of yeah. resources these days, even, even a taxi, but especially a professional athlete with the resources they have, why 
why they continue to make these bad decisions. I wonder, I wonder what it is. I'm guessing because for most of their life, consequences from bad decisions were not something they felt. Well, mm. like as I become more and more of an adult, yeah, I'm finding the people that continue to either, I don't want to say make bad decisions, but you know, either continue to get frustrated when you know, consequences show up, for example, or right, continue right, right. to make decisions where they don't understand that consequences can have a lasting impact. You know what I mean? And yeah, I yeah. think it's because I don't, I think some of these people weren't held accountable, held accountable. Times, man. Yeah. You know, and, and when it comes to athletes, I think there's a bit of a challenge in, in the world in general. And I don't want to really get into that, but I'm saying overall, I think there is something out there. But I think it's even more apparent with athletes because, yeah. And, you know, it's not just athletes. If you were really good in, you know, marching band or anything like that, I'm sure there's some leeway there. I doubt people in marching band are making as much of a stink as NFL players and high school football players. I mean, you know, I don't want to really dog on athletes because I feel like athletes get dogged on for a bad rap anyway. But, I mean, with anything in life, when you're successful – People tend to turn a blind eye. This is true for business. Oh, yeah. This is true for politics. Mm-hmm. This is true for sports. Yeah, yeah. This is true for, for actors. And at, when you are really good at something, people tend to ignore other aspects. And, and I think, you know, there's just a lack of, I think there's a problem with a lack of accountability with, with people as a whole these days. I could, I agree a thousand percent. And, you know, back to your, your marching band, you know, from what I hear, Rich, a, a band camp can actually be pretty fun. If, if a, That's a famous hear, movie. A band camp. <laughs> a band camp. You had to be like 12 when that movie came out. No, I think I was about 14. 14. <laughs> I was close. American Pie Reunions on Netflix right now. Is it? Is it? Yeah. Well, the only reason I'm laughing about that because I'm pretty confident when the first one came out, I was in college. Like, I'm pretty sure we went and saw that in the theaters as college students. I haven't watched that movie in years, but I feel like that's one of the classics that doesn't get spoken on enough. You know, it, it popped up one day on one of the movie channels, and I, you know, I caught mid midway of it, and it and it was. I mean, there's. Dude, there's a lot of movies that way. I mean, yeah. I know you haven't seen like Blazing Saddles like that for me. Um, Spaceballs. Oh, God, yeah. Um, Young Frankenstein. Young Frankenstein's another, all the Mel Brooks ones, right? Uh, right. Hangover. I mean, I had so much fun watching Hangover again the other day. Uh, Tommy Boy came on, and I couldn't oh, stop man. Laughing, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I miss comedies. I miss good comedies, bro. I do. I really do. That, that that slapstick humor it, it has its place in time but it's not i don't think it's appreciated that much these days i, I totally agree all right so you know back to it rich back to the fantasy talk sorry sort of the audience for that uh yeah for sorry for that tangent there. y'all <laughs> hey, you know that's that's the balance right of entertainment and and knowledge right rich right right Okay, so you mentioned uh, Joe Mixon being a a, reason, a big reason for your fantasy success this season. Is there a, a rookie that's been a big reason for your fantasy success this season? So, um, 
no, not really. I, I have Elijah Mitchell in a couple places. You would think he'd been more helpful than what he has. Um, one of them I grabbed in a waiver spot, so I don't know if that's really quite the same. Yeah, I um, that, dude. You know, I, I look, I remember talking to Dempsey after the draft saying, I feel like Mitchell's the perfect fit over Sermon. I think I told yeah. you that, too. Probably. And, ah, but the but the draft capital, the draft capital, and I was like, you guys are right. You know, they moved up for him, and Sermon had some history with the zone, even though that's not really what I saw him run at Ohio State, you know, but all right. And so when he popped off that game, yeah, I did. I, I put 81 out of $100 on um, I put 190 some on him in the, in the Guru League and missed out. Clay put in all $200 to get him. Um, so I, I would love to say him. I grabbed Elijah Moore in a couple of places for free. Mm. I drafted him a couple, dropped, dropped him, picked yeah. him back up. He's not really carrying me. I mean, I looked at all my teams and all my teams that I'm having success with don't really have a lot of of rookies. Um, that, that, that makes sense. SD Nate, it, it's mostly veterans. Right, um, right. I didn't really draft any rookies, and you know the 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 redraft league that I did draft for rookies in, I'm getting killed. You know the league I drafted Michael Carter, Devonta Williams, and Elijah Morin. Not doing well. I got nothing, man. No, yeah, yeah. I'm not doing well at all. You know, and at the same time, I do feel like I was right on all those players. Yeah. I just didn't you know hit it at the mean? right time. Right. It's like my one buddy said, he says, well, both Carter and Javonta took too long to come in, you know? Yeah. I lost. A Barkley was my second, my first pick in the second round. I was on the turn. So I had Devonta yeah. Adams and Barkley. So and I thought I could have had Mixon there, right? I thought about going Najee and Mixon, for example. Right. Um, but Adam Adams was there. So I went Adams. Adams and Barkley were both there, right? So... Shame on me. Adams, if I had Adams and Mixon, bro, right? I'm loving life, right? Um, so that that kind of hurt, right? Drafted Gus Edwards in that league in the third round. So that didn't pan out well, you know, just and it's been kind of weird this year. It's been kind of tough, you know. Absolutely, yeah. Um so I don't really have any rookies that are carrying me anywhere, man. I really don't. Well, Rich, I, I know uh, prior to the season, you know, during the offseason, Mac Jones, Michael Carter, Kyle Pitts, and Javonta Williams, those are all guys that you really liked. Of those rookies, which one has made you the happiest? You know, this one, when you sent me this list today, I was outside having a cigarette, and I was thinking long and hard. Because I'm not going to lie, dude. I have I have enjoyed – I don't – I told someone this. I probably take too many victory laps because sometimes I'm trying to convince myself I'm not an idiot. You know what I mean? Like sometimes I feel like you probably have more faith in my football thought process and insight than I do in myself sometimes, you know? Um, but all four of these guys and pits I've had to battle a little bit for, but I like to remind people just so everyone knows Travis Kelsey missed basically his whole first year. Okay. Played part of one game, got hurt, played his second year. Then his third year is when he showed up and caught everyone's attention. In that 16-game season, he had 103 targets, okay? Kyle Pitts is on pace for 109 targets in 16 games. Mm -hmm. his, rookie, his rookie year. So all the stuff we were saying about Pitts, has it come into fruition for the fantasy points? No. But I do think 
is what we said he was going to be. You know, I don't think you could foresee Calvin Ridley quitting four games into the season. You know, um, but I am probably most people were on Javonta. I mean, it, and it didn't take, I mean, once he started playing in the preseason, people really started loving him. I mean, anybody yeah. that was questioning, it's funny because it was like, well, where were all your people that said you had him at number one or number two? And I'm like, I did. I, I caught flack for saying I liked him better than Harris. So I don't know what to tell you guys. So did Jeff Mans for that matter. Um, mm -hmm. But, but honestly, dude, it's Mac Jones. I love, and, and, I love what he's doing, dude. Dude. And the reason I think I'm most happy about that, um, two reasons. One, the comps I was making back in the spring that I'm getting grief for. Yeah. People are making that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, and Mike Dempsey said something to me. He says, you know, you were the first one that was going that way with him. He gave me props for that. And, and I told someone this because I gave them, I gave them the criteria of the guys that have been pretty high on once I got some information. Ever since I got word about Elijah Moore breaking down all the receivers that were drafted in front of him, I've been all in on Elijah Moore. When I got wind that Mac Jones was watching four hours of game film the night before he got drafted, I was all in on, on, on uh, Mac Jones, right? Um, when I saw Micah Parsons, I was already in on Micah. When I saw Micah Parsons on the oh sideline getting pissed off, getting yeah. pissed off on the phone that he didn't play enough in that Hall of Fame game, like – I, I, you already knew how much I was drooling over this guy, Paul. Like I almost came out of my skin. I was like, "Oh my god, I, I, can't, I, I didn't think I could love the guy more." You know what I mean? So yeah. I, I get into those things, and I feel like I just and I heard someone bashing Jones. Man, I don't know what's excited, but he's only done this, he's only done that. And the guy on the radio is like, "Hold on a second, you're right." But let's go back to Brady those years. Brady's was stacking blocks. You know, when you're a little kid, you don't start with Legos, you start with Duplos, right? And you stack blocks. Um, so Mac is doing all those things, and I, I am. I'm most happy. People keep saying, well, he's no more than a QB2. I'm like, you guys don't look at Brady that way. And it took Brady years to get to that point. I, I Every league I have Mac Jones in, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to and because they're they are super flexes. I'm just looking forward to. I have a quarterback that I can just use. He's not. He may not be the best every week, but for the next 12 years, I have a quarterback. That's how I see it. Because you know, seeing what he's been doing this year, I'm, I sit here and I ask myself. I said, you know, could he be considered not just a top 10 defensive player in the league, but a top 10 player in the league his rookie year? I think you can make that argument. I mean, you, you know, I guess I didn't think much about it. Remember back when we were talking, and I know Mike mentioned this on your guys' podcast, that I was kind of like, you know, the Bulls and Michael Jordan. I don't care if you need a center, get Michael Jordan, you can play center. And I was like that part since, well, we need an edge. You can put him at edge. Well, we need you can put him at middle linebacker. I guess I didn't realize until I heard one of the announcers cover how big of a deal in the NFL is. Because when I, I think it was Willie McGinnis, said, so I asked him, you know, how many positions you play? And he told me three. And he goes, he said it so matter-of-factly. He goes, do you all realize how tough that is? That's yeah. learning three different positions. And I sat here and thought, to me, that doesn't seem like much, but I've only played at such low levels. It wasn't much. You know, it was no big deal to play three different positions. At his level, the professional level, 
that's a lot. And, and I think, I think the part that is, I don't want to say alarming. That's not the right word. Impressive, probably amazing. Maybe how good he is at all three of those positions. Like if he focused on being edge, he'd be one of the top edge guys, if not the top edge guy in the league. If you left him at middle line, if you left him at middle linebacker all the time, he would be a tackle hog, one of the best middle linebacker, if not the best in the league. Right. And I think they played they played him at both weak side and strong side, or did they have him as more a joke? I should have probably asked Mike. You pro- that's a that's a question for Mike because when I see him, I mean he always starts off in the middle of the field. Right. From what I've seen, right? That's where he's lined up, but then he, he's always ending up in the backfield in the backfield by the quarterback. But I, I you know, I've obviously I've seen him lined up at edge. Uh, usually replacing uh, Gregory. I've seen him replace Tank. I've seen him line up in the middle as, as a defensive tackle. I mean, he's literally all over the place. It's almost hard to to keep your eye on him because he's everywhere. Right. And I I told you guys this back when, when Mike was so freaking out when I said he's worth the top five pick. I think it was top, top seven, whatever it was. I was all about having him be the first defensive player off the board or right after them, whatever, top seven, top ten, whatever. He kept saying it's too early. He's such a freak, man. I mean, a guy his size should not be able to run down receivers. No, he should. Or running backs. Right. And, and, and he does, you know. And that was the part that I kept was like, he's got some things he has to fix. I'm not denying that. But, dude, you cannot teach the freakishness of what he has, you know. I, I told someone today on Twitter, I said, I think he deserves defensive person of the year. I love Miles Garrett. Garrett's in the running. But in my opinion, I think it's Mike Parsons. Hey, he is going to go down as one of the greatest, in my opinion, you know, hopefully injuries stay away from him. He potentially yeah. can go down as one of the greatest defensive players of all time. I mean, we're talking Lawrence Taylor-esque. Junior Seau ask, Ray Lewis ask. I mean, this is the level that I think this man, and, and like I said, where I was sold that he could get to that next level, that phone call on the sidelines of the Hall of Fame game with Dan Quinn. And I'm just getting warm. I got to go. Oh, no, one more, one more, one more, one more. I, got I get He's, that some younger players have won that, that way, but dude, players yeah. aren't that hungry these days. And what's interesting about it is, like, when you hear him speak and everything, it's like he's he's got that little kid heart. But what you see on film, it's like this man is, is a grown man. But once he he's able to put the athletic ability and then knowing what he's supposed to be doing and, you know, making better reads and understanding the game more and when, when the game starts to slow down for him, I mean, dude, he's – you're looking at a, a easy first bout Hall of Famer. But I told Mike – in the off season, because we, we were talking uh, on the ATB Cowboys pod, we were talking about who do we think from this team could be, could potentially make it to the uh, ring of honor. And Micah Parsons was my pick. I can see it for sure. For sure. Cause he has, he, I mean, he plays a position that's like a, it, it's a football position, right? Linebacker. You think a linebacker, you just think about football, but, I feel like he's got the personality. Of course, we're, we're seeing the talent and we're seeing the popularity. I just – I see him as as a future Ring of Honor uh, – as a Ring of Honor member. 
And for the Cowboys, that's a big deal. Oh, man. I mean, it took Jimmy Johnson 30 years to get in there after everything he did. Right. Right. All right, Rich, we've been going uh, way off topic here. Let's get to the good stuff. You're, you're my props guy. What are some props you love this right. weekend? So I'll be frank. I would love to regroup on these. The one thing about props is it's all about timing, right? Yeah. Sometimes yeah. early in the week, you get some great gravy lines you need to hit, right? But right. there's a lot of lines that won't come out until Saturday or Sunday, okay? So, for example, on the Jets game, because I, I told you I try to go through each game and just get an idea. When the Jets came, there was only one prop available. Out of two teams, there was one prop available. Zach Wilson, 209 and a half yards. Um, so just to give you a heads up, some of these are a little soft that I wouldn't be all that favorable on. Now, going into tonight's game, here's what I wanted to bet. Deonta over at six and a half receptions. Uh Najee Harris probably over on the four receptions. I was kind of iffy on that one. Uh, yeah. 34 and a half yards for Pat Fryermuth. I wanted the over on that. And 93 and a half yards for Jefferson. I wanted the over on that. I'd have uh -huh. to go look at the box score, but I bet you most of those hits based on how the end of that game. Um, but starting on Sunday, give me Mark Andrews over 58 and a half and Jarvis Landry over 48 and a half. Last time they played, oh, okay. Landry had over 100, had 100 yards. Mm -hmm. um, Cowboys game, there wasn't a lot to choose from, but give me Zeke at 42 and a half on the over. That one yeah, especially with the Pollard Exactly. I was, I was looking at that before we got all that word on Pollard, so I bet you that number's jumped. Mm -hmm. um, here's where it started to get real tricky. So give me Derek Carr under 271 and a half against the Chiefs. You're going to be sweating that one. But Chiefs defense has been playing better and Carr has not. Uh, Metcalf, DK Metcalf, he's probably going to get right at this point. So it's almost a coin flip. Give me the over in a situation like that at 63 and a half yards. Um, I did go Zach Wilson on the over at 209 and a half. I think they'll be chasing enough. I, it, it'll be tight, but I, I think you're going to see north of 200 yards from him. So give me the over. Um, oh really? Give me Cordero. Okay. Yeah. It, well, they they should be behind. His last game out, he would have been fine. You know, this number's based on what he did earlier in the year. It's getting a little better. I think Corey Davis won't be there at this time, though. I thought Moore was going to practice. If Elijah Moore doesn't play, give me the under. Cordero mm -hmm. um, Patterson, 80 and a half total yards. I'll take the over on that. Jared Goff. I don't even write down whatever the number was. It was low, but give me the under. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game, so give me the under. Give me um, Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo, 229 and a half. I got a side note here. Apparently, I don't like it. Oh, I didn't <laughs> like anyone in that game. I didn't like any of the lines in that game. So give me the over on 22 and a, two, 229 and a half for Jimmy. And this one I actually like a lot. Give me Gronk on the over at 58 and a half. That's one from each game that I could bet on underdog. These are all off underdog, by the way. 
Right. Yeah. Shout out to underdog. I know that uh, as far as best ball goes, because I haven't really gotten that much into props, but best ball underdog is easily my favorite platform. For, for best ball? Yeah. 100% agree. 100% agree. For props, so, um, price pool, check out price pool. I like their lines. Mm -hmm. um, Betcha's got some solid lines as well. I will definitely keep that in mind. All right, Rich. Because those those ones you don't have to have sports books for. They're just like underdog. Okay. Yeah, I'll definitely think about that because I know uh, not, not that I am uh, have a desire to gamble, but at the same time, it's just looking at that stuff and doing some research and, you know, trying to gain an edge and, and just giving me another reason to watch the game. I'm always about that. I feel you, man. Okay, Rich, I know it's getting late here. Tell me, what is your bold call for the rest of the season? Ooh, bold call for the rest of the season. Somehow I missed this on the uh, on the list. No way. Um, you? I know. I did. Um, I, I covered all, and I don't know how I did it because I, I read right over the top of it. Um, God, I don't know how bold this is. I, I think it's the Colts or the team to beat in the AFC. And the AFC? Like, not the AFC South, but the AFC. Wow. Okay, so what is it about the Bills you're seeing that you don't like? It's not so much about the Bills. Indy has a complete defense, in my opinion. Love Indy has a much more – what's that? I said I love the maniac. Darius Leonard. The main, Leonard, he is, he is beastly, dude. He's, he's beastly. Um, I've got him in an IDP league. I get drafted him as a uh, rookie year. I That one's been kind of nice to ride for a while. Anyway, um, and they have the most complete offense. Okay. The Bills, the Bills showed me against the Patriots. I mean, think about this. Patriots didn't hide what they did all game long, and the Bills couldn't find a way to beat them. Three pass attempts. Three. Three pass attempts. I know. Three pass attempts. And once again, what did the – and it sure looked like to me the Patriots were basically saying, go ahead, run the ball. Right. If you can stop us, do it. But if you can't, then we're not going to stop doing it. Right. But, I mean, when they, they told Buffalo, go ahead and run the ball. And I didn't see Buffalo run the ball enough. They haven't. I mean, I don't think Buffalo's a complete team. And – I think New England. I think New England knows what to do to confuse Josh Allen, and I think Indy can hang. I think Indy's strong enough that they they will push that Buffalo Bills defense. They, Indy can play in all the elements. They go up to Buffalo and have to play outside in the cold. Who would you rather be dealing with, Jonathan? Taylor? You want to tackle Jonathan Taylor, or do you, are you worried about the Buffalo Bills running? Hey, I mean, I liked Zach Moss at the beginning of the season when he was actually being utilized. But to your point, yeah, I mean, I'd much rather attempt to tackle Jonathan uh, – excuse me, I'd rather attempt to tackle Zach Moss. Right, the, the Jonathan Taylor, right? Exactly, I mean, yeah. let's be honest. This is the time of year where running backs like Jonathan Taylor thrive. And Indy has a solid offensive line. Yeah. They may have one of the best, if not the best, in the league. And like I said, that defense, that defense is good all the way around. They're not easy to run on, and they play good pass defense. Mm -hmm. So I 
and and go back and look indy indy's just like the vikings they're better than the record they're doing oh, yeah. well and they're better than the record you know they've lost so some close games I, man i i think i think it's the colts are the team to beat in the afc i like that man My i like bold that call. a lot well rich just remind the people where we can find your content tell you what please check out fantasyguru.com we have a special going on right now $50 gets you not only fantasyguru.com, but elitefantasy.com, elitesportsbetting.com. The $50 covers you for all the content on all of it, including the Discord channels on all the places in our Discord, all the Discord channels we have out there through the Super Bowl. I promise you, if you follow us and you can do DFS and you do, the, you know, do the court four and go through the, the, uh, the live streams and the discord chat the info you will win that money back so please check us out there you can find my articles on fantasyguru.com and of course you can find me on twitter at rm fantasy bow well, you know, oh, thank you man <laughs> you know rich i was just gonna say um like i used to do at the beginning of the show at the at our uh at the beginning of the uh, ATV fantasy show, uh, you know, it was me, you, and Nuggy. I drank too much tonight, but man, I can't thank you enough for coming on, dude. It was, it was a lot of fun, and I, I missed it, man. I missed it a lot. Yeah, right. Like I said, we um, we got to figure out a way. I, I'd be more than happy to be on um, again, more frequently, whatever, as a guest, um, you know, whatnot. But. Uh, Yes, thank you for inviting me back, and, and thank you for letting me do a couple of victory laps. I really do appreciate it. Hey, you deserve it, man. You really do. Appreciate it. Thank you. Well, hey, congratulations on being a dad. I haven't really gotten to talk to you much since then, and I, I know that's exciting news, and I'm sorry I missed uh, miss seeing him, but uh, congratulations, dude. And glad to, glad to see you're still doing this and, and the show with Mike. I I, I know I'm not a big Cowboys guy, so I don't listen all the time, but I, I do have to admit the content you guys put out on there is fantastic. Um, even if you're not a Cowboys fan, it's worth tuning into. If you are a Cowboys fan, I, I think you're foolish if you don't tune in. Hey, I sure do appreciate that. Uh, guys, I'm Paul Ryan. You can find me on Twitter at Paul underscore Ryan 15. I appreciate you joining us, and I'll see you guys next week. Thank you all.